0: Hello, stars, and welcome to the Stellify podcast, where we help you live intentionally, maximize capacity, and explore purpose. This is not your cliche self help show. Here we preach what we practice that you can leverage in your own life. Get ready to move from regular to stellar. I am your host, Bralade. The Stellification begins. Hello stars. Today we're going to be talking about another favorite topic of mine. Obviously by now you know that I have several favorite topics but I'll still share them with you because this one is what makes you tick. I have discovered your secret. One of my favorite things in the world is strengths, your strengths, my strengths, the topic of strengths, what makes people operate at peak performance, what makes people bring their best to the table, that's called strengths. (laughs) I'm going to share a quote with you, the writer is unknown, it says, sometimes we are tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover our strengths. Now, why is it important that I lead with that? It is because a lot of people talk about working on weaknesses, don't they? But today I will challenge you to focus on strengths instead. If you're going through any difficulty right now in your life, you have any disengagement in your marriage, in your workplace, wherever it is, with your children, whatever is going on with you, and you find that it is hard for people to understand you or motivate you or how to best utilize you, I would challenge that and say you're probably not working in your strength zone. I'm going to tell you what happens when people don't walk in their strengths and how that correlates with disengagement, how present you are in the workplace. So for example, If your manager primarily, number one, ignores you, then you stand a 40% chance of being actively disengaged. If your manager primarily focuses on your weaknesses, then you're about 22% likely to be disengaged. And lastly, if your manager focuses on your strengths, then the chances of your being actively disengaged is just a 1%. Can you see that? Just the 1%. There is a lot to be said for focusing on strengths because if you focus on people's weaknesses, they lose confidence. And that's a direct quote from the book I will be talking to you about today, which is Strength Finder 2.0. Yay! one of my favorite books in the whole world. It's a book by Tom Roth and it has led many uh, revolution in the minds of human resource uh, partners, managers, even there's the marriage version right now for children, for teenagers, because ultimately when you love someone or when you're leading someone, I mean, you want to know how best to work with them. The best place to start from is strengths. So this book talks about strengths in four domains and I'll be sharing the domains with you today. The first one is the executing domain. Now what does that mean? How do you make things happen in your life, in your job, in your family? How you execute things, how you implement things? It talks about strengths that fall under that category. The next one is influencing. That's the influencing theme. So it talks about how you influence others. How do you convince others? How do you take charge? How do you even make sure that others are heard? That's one of the ways that this theme comes out. The third is relationship building. So building and nurturing strong relationships. People who are gifted in that area. The fourth and the final is strategic. So this talks about how we absorb, how we think about, how we analyze information and situations. And ultimately people who are strong in this domain come out with better outcomes and make the best decisions given the circumstances. In that same vein, I mean, if you're strong and executing, then you're probably the go-to person when stuff needs to be done. When it's time to do, you come in and you get stuff done. You don't necessarily waste time on the how to or what to or the planning. You're just about, let's get this thing done now. And then for influencing, you take charge necessarily in convincing people In speaking up, for example, you're somewhere where people's voices are not getting heard. You are one of those people who you give voice and you give that perspective for others to be heard. Relationship building, those are people who take particular interest in including people in building those connections that are deep and lasting. All right, where do I fall in all of this? (laughs) So I'm going to be talking about my strengths next. Now remember, these are four major domains, four major themes, but all of them have a total of 34 different strengths. So if you do take the test, which is about 177 questions for you to find out what your top five strengths are or even all of the 34 how do they show up in your life then I think you could go to I know I don't think (laughs) you can go to gallup.com and go take the test over there but I, I can tell you this test has completely revolutionized my life how I show up The things that others even think is a weakness that I consider a strength because it comes so naturally to me. The things that I never really considered a strength, but other people did because they don't necessarily have it and it doesn't show up as strong. So for me, these are number one is a ranger. And that falls in the execution domain, executing domain. So what is a ranger? People strong in a ranger have conductor skills I can look at many competing variables and manage a situation or put the right people in the right places so I, I simplify complicated things let's put it that way if someone says oh they want to plan a wedding I always say that if you want to plan a wedding for this Saturday <laughs> so in three days or in five days I think I can get that to happen Immediately in my mind, I think of the DJ, I think of the venue, I think of all of these places, and I look at you. You probably have a sister, a brother, a fiance, and then I say, This is what this person can do, that person can do. This is how we can apportion this money. That's what arrangers do, and that's one of my strengths. The next one is ideation. So, for as long as I can remember, I've been fascinated by ideas. I can come up with (laughs) so many ways to do the one thing. It's not just about the churning out of ideas. It's also how do those ideas connect? Why is it that, oh, there's so many houses in this area? And then the idea of that people are moving to this area because of the new schools, for example, comes to my mind. And the next idea is, oh, these people will need somewhere to eat, and all of these ideas start to come up <laughs> in my mind, so that makes my mind a very busy place sometimes. The third one is maximizer. I really like this one. So I missed something. Ideation is in the strategic domain. So my next one is maximizer. <sighs> I really love this strength because it it, it is other focused. Let me put it that way. For maximizer, it is always excellence, not average. That's my measure. Excellence. How can we make this thing more excellent? <laughs> so all the way from better to best. Whenever I look at something, you know, I'm thinking, how can we make this thing better? It's not that I'm saying it's not good, so we have to make it better. It's that This thing, you know, it can go from better to best and from best to excellent. So that's how I see things. I don't necessarily see broken things all the way up to excellent. My eyes are focused almost kind of on good and just how to transform it to something even (laughs) better. Maximizer is also so focused on strengths whenever I see people I'm able to pick up their strengths this is what this person is good at I basically don't see your weaknesses because your strengths mesmerize me so much that the weaknesses dull in comparison so go figure that's why I did the Stellify podcast right because I'm a maximizer and I definitely want people's strengths to be developed so maximizers in the influencing theme and then strategic so st- strategic for me means that I can sort through quarter. I can kind of see patterns where others see complexity. I can think of something, make a plan in my mind and make a plan A, B, C, D, E. They're all fully formed plans. It's almost like there's a flowchart in my mind where I say if, then, else, and not. So when sometimes people say, oh, this is the way, this is why it's foolproof, I already have a backup plan, not because I don't believe in the idea, but because I know that things happen. And I know that if we don't do make a plan for eventualities, then what would we do in those circumstances? So my three, I have three themes in the influencing domain, maximizer, strategic input. And then the other themes are in the executing and ideation, Uh, executing and strategic domains. That's where the other two are. This means that most of the time I like to work with people, influencing people, coaching people, developing ideas, strategy. My input. Oh, I didn't talk about the fifth one. So I'll I'll go talk about it now. (laughs) So the fifth strength is input what does input really mean and some of these strengths by now if you haven't realized they're not verbatim what the word means it's actually it connotes something else or it connotes beyond the literal meaning of the word so input means that i collect information i collect things so words books quotes uh tv programs news All of these things I just collect. Sometimes people who are strong in input collect artifacts. They collect trading cards, things like that. They store information. So I am the kind of person where if you came and you wanted to find a way to get to, you know, (laughs) Timbuktu... I can put some ideas together to help you get there. I know a little about everything in some way, shape, or form. At least I know where to start to look. So people gifted or talented in input are great experts or resources. They might not want to go deep into an area, and there's another um, strength for that. That's called learner. I don't necessarily want to go super deep and become the absolute subject matter expert of a field that I stay in for maybe 30 years. No, not necessarily. I am fascinated by ideas. I am fascinated by all of this information and they all have value to me in equal measure. All right. So all of these make for me to know that the kind of work that I want to do is strategy. The kind of person that I am is an influencer beyond a commander. So there there is this strength, it's called command. I still don't understand how it's a strength. (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, command means the ability to take charge in chaos. Now, remember, that is a strength. and That's not one of my strengths, but it is a strength. The person who has a voice, who can step into a situation and say, hey, this is the way we're going to go, guys. This is what we're going to do. So that in itself is a strength. Because, for example, think about if you're at the war front on the battleground, you want someone who's going to be able to issue orders on the fly. So we all have our place. Some of the things that I'm not so strong in is consistency. So, for example, there's some jobs that require routine every single day. You show up, you do the 10 steps every single day. Rala De is not going to thrive in such a role <laughs> because I'm a rule breaker. But someone gifted in consistency, for example, if you are looking for a role in safety or audits, something that lets you do the same thing over and over again and lets you go by a set of rules, a rigid set of rules, you will thrive in that. There are so many other you know, strengths and you definitely want to go find out yourself. If not, you will feel lost. You wouldn't fully understand. Why am I getting disengaged? They're paying me so much money. Why am I getting bored? It's because you're not using all of your strengths. You don't know what those strengths are. And when you try to be like everybody else, it doesn't quite work out for you. Why? Because your strengths are not the same. What gives someone else fulfillment isn't necessarily going to give you fulfillment in that same vein. So think about it. Think about it. The time and energy you would save yourself by reading this book and taking this test. So you can take this test for $19.99 at gallop.com. The time and energy you would save yourself will give such a reward in increasing performance, in fulfillment, in significance, that you will wonder like, why, why haven't I done this thing all this while? (laughs) You're going to wonder within yourself. So now that you know your strengths, what should you do? Does it mean that you just focus on your strengths and just ignore everything else? Because I'm sure that even in your job, there will be elements of other things you're not so strong at that you're expected to do, maybe like expense reports or even presentations. You may like to prepare them, but you may not like to give them. Now, you can partner, and I'll give you three strategies. Number one, you can partner with someone who is strong in those areas. See why everyone should take the strengths test so that... (laughs) You can know the strengths of your partners and lean on them and let them flourish and shine because they're using strengths you don't have but are necessary for a particular project. So number one is partner. The second one is manage it. So if there's something you absolutely have to do, so for example, exercise, and you need to be consistent with it and you like to change things up all the time, But, you know, you want to do it at 5 a.m. every single morning. Instead of you to do that, navigate it. Maybe do some days in the morning, some days in the evening. Because if you're like me and you like to do a different thing on every 5 a.m. in the morning when you wake up, then definitely lean into your strength and use it. So manage it, navigate it. The third one is outsource it. Hmm, hmm, hmm. That one is so big, I have to say it again, outsource it. Anything that you're not super strong in, that someone else is strong in and doesn't necessarily require you to do it by yourself, I would say outsource it in a heartbeat. So for example, if you're not used to managing, for example, your social media or sending emails, You would rather not do those things, but you have to do it in your job or in your business where you have control. Go ahead, outsource it. So if you're lacking in the arranger theme, this is why people get event managers to plan their events because not everyone needs to wear a badge of honor that you planned your wedding, for example. It's not necessary. Your objective is to have a wedding. So go ahead and have your wedding. Say what you want and let someone else handle it if that is not one of your strengths. So that is how to navigate and manage all of those things. So I hope I have convinced you that this book is a worthwhile book to have from last year. (laughs) And I'm sad to say that we did it only last year. Well, I'm not sad, but you know what I mean. However, my husband and I took the strengths test. Or oh, I had him do it because I had already done it. And the fundamental understanding we had from that test was so, it probably saved us <laughs> marriage counseling. It saved us perplexity at how we each show up. For example, I love budgets. I love to do the budgets. I love the planning of it. I do the budgets all the time. We work together. I'm typing in the numbers. I can immediately see how the the patterns match. I know how much we can save. I know how much we can spend. I'm working all of these ideas in my mind. Guess what my husband is? (laughs) He has consistent and deliberative in his top five. So he would think about something for a long while. Yet, I only see the problem and I see five solutions, but he has to internalize it and decide on it. Think how two people who didn't know anything about strengths, how would they think? (laughs) What would they think of each other if they met that? They would say, you're just being difficult, you're holding things up, and then the husband would be like, you're too impulsive, you just decide on the fly. But now that we know we have a healthy understanding of each other, we know why our minds work like that. I may be quicker to challenge, you know, poor customer service, for example, or to ask, you know, for things that I would like. So even if it's good and I want it better, I could ask for things I would like. Well, my husband has harmony in his top five and he would be like, oh no, let's keep the peace because harmony means you want to be, you avoid, you don't like conflict. You thrive when everything is in peace and harmony and you try to keep things like that. Now that's a strength because that means that you don't get into fights just for the sake of it. And if you're in any team, you help people see their similarities. So he does that. <laughs> and then whenever we have to make any call to any service provider, he's like, here you go, take the phone. because he just doesn't want that conflict. But it's also beautiful to see when you see these things as strengths. So some of these strengths seem like opposites, but they're all strengths at the end of the day. I will leave you again with this quote. Sometimes we are tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover our strengths. I will challenge you again today. When you have discovered that strength, go ahead and start to develop it. Do not ignore it. Don't try to stifle it. Lean into it and let it bring for you a life of fulfillment, productivity, excitement because you're happy to go to work and enjoy your children and your marriage and your friends and understand people better. Go ahead and get the book today from Amazon or wherever books are sold. And I will see you again at the next book review. Thank you so much. I trust you have been elevated and empowered with insights from today's episode. Thank you for subscribing and reviewing the Stellify podcast. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram and Facebook at Stellify with Braladeh or you could check me out at my website, www.bralade.com. Have a great week. The stylification continues.